This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Well, should we believe the province of Ontario's take on the state of our finances? Finance Minister Charles D'Souza is expected to announce a balanced budget for 2017-18 next month. But a new study from the Fraser Institute says the province will add $9 billion to the debt and another $18 billion by the following year. We want to hear from you on what you think about this. But in the meantime, to make sense of it all, study co-author Charles Lamam from the Fraser Institute joins me now. Welcome, Charles. Uh, Thanks for having me, Libby. Okay, so um, why is this an issue for us? Why do we have to worry about this? Well, I think what we're going to hear uh, when uh, Finance Minister Charles Souza rises uh, to deliver his budget in the coming weeks is a government that is going to be patting itself on the back. They're going to be talking about, likely, they're going to talk about how they're, they've, you know, they have mission accomplished. You know, they've balanced uh, Ontario's budget after nearly a decade of uh, deficits. Now, I think Ontarians need to take those claims with a grain of salt. And the reason for that is that having a balanced operating budget, which is a good first step, is not going to undo the decade and of, or more of government debt that's been added to the books. So that's going to do nothing to get rid of what we already are struggling with. Ontarians have to service and repay that debt. But perhaps more concerningly, uh, Libby, is that if we look into the future based on the government's current plan, despite having a balanced operating budget, they're going to continue to add uh, more debt each year in the years to come. In fact, about $9 billion on average uh, over over the next uh, little while here. Okay. And uh, again, how damaging is that for the state of the province's finances and why? Well, it, it, it limits the flexibility of, of the government. You know, we have to pay interest on government debt. Uh, this is not a discretionary choice. It's, it's something that's required each year. The government has to pay uh, interest. Uh, it totals over $10 billion each year uh, going to just pay interest on, on government debt. In fact, the more we pay on interest, the less is available, uh, less tax dollars are available to fund the important programs that we all cherish in Ontario, whether it's healthcare, education, or even cutting taxes. So the more debt that we accumulate with no real plan to stop that uh, debt increase, it's going to mean likely more money going to interest. And that has a, that has a significant uh, and, and immediate cost uh, to Ontarians. It just means that less money is going to be going to the things that we all want it to go to. And instead, it'll go to unproductive spending on interest payments. Now, your explanation for how uh, there can be an increase to the debt mm-hmm. uh, while balancing the annual budget is that the separation between operating 
marketing and capital expenses. But uh, doesn't every government and every company do that, separate capital and operating expenses? Libby, this is a critical point that, that everybody really needs to understand very well. So the government has basically two budgets. One is the, the headline budget, the one that we hear about it being coming in, coming into balance, and that's what the government spends on day-to-day things, you know, things to, to keep the, light, the lights on, so to speak. So the salaries uh, and benefits that go to government employees, the transfer programs that go to Ontarians, that money is what they spend in their operating budget. And indeed, it seems like Ontario will present a balanced operating budget. That's, that's the revenues, that is, the revenues will cover the annual spending on operations, likely in the coming year. But they have a separate budget as well. It's a budget that they deal with for long-term spending items, things like infrastructure, for example. And that capital budget will be in deficit. The government will continue to borrow more money in the future to fund its capital spending plan. So while the one budget, the operating budget, can be balanced, and in fact, it may likely be balanced this coming year after 10 consecutive years of of deficits, the capital budget now will be uh, in deficit. And that's how Ontario will be adding about $9 billion each year. You know, we're at a point where about $320 billion in government debt, just provincial debt in the province, the government's own watchdog, the Financial Accountability Office, projects that because of this capital budget deficit, we could see provincial debt hit $370 billion by 2020. Has there been some uh, slate of hand here on the part of the government trying to make uh, Ontario's finances look better than they actually are? Well, I think there's just a reality component. Obviously, the government is in the political business, and they're going to present the good news that they want to present. And, And look, I think it's positive that they're going to likely balance the budget after such a long period of consecutive deficits. And that's, of course, with the spotlight. Uh, That's the political incentive to do that. But we have to be clear about what's happening with the balance sheet uh, in Ontario. And I'm sure that's not something the government is going to want to shine a a spotlight on. But that's our job. uh, And our job is to keep all governments in Canada accountable uh, to their their citizens. And that's why we've produced this analysis. And look, if you head into the future, uh, based on the government's current plans, because of this continual increase in debt, a key metric, a, me- a metric called the debt-to-GDP ratio, this is how much debt the provincial government has relative to the provincial economy. Currently, it's about 40%, which is a significantly high number, uh, by the way. Um, now, despite balancing the budget, when we look into the future, that ratio, that debt-to-GDP ratio, is going to continue to hover around 40%. The government has said it wants to drop it down to something a bit more manageable, 27%, but it hasn't produced a plan to do that. And part of the reason for that is that they continue to, to, to pile on more debt. So it's really important for the government to recognize the, the severity of the problem. And to, balancing the budget is a good first step, but we've got a long journey ahead of us here in Ontario before fi- government finances are truly under control. Okay. I want to give the numbers out again because uh, I'd like to hear from our listeners on what they think of this, that our province's finances may in fact be in worse shape uh, than we are being led to believe. Uh, There are, of course, a lot of issues uh, about the government's spending. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. I'm talking to Charles Lamont. 
Lamb from the Fraser Institute, and we are talking about Ontario's finances and the fact that the government will be adding to the provincial debt, even though it will be highlighting the fact that mm-hmm. uh, it has balanced the books for the year, and uh, we're talking about what the impact of that will be. We've been talking about the debt-to-GDP ratio. Um, it's uh, less complicated than it sounds, but it's, you know, how much... What what's it's like your household debt? How much of your income is is uh, have you borrowed? Right. So um, I'd like to hear from you, and uh, I'd also like to know Charles Lemam, how does this debt to GDP ratio in Ontario compare to other provinces? Not very well, uh, Libby, and and this is uh, this is a real pause for concern. Um, Ontario has had uh, in the last uh, few years one of the highest uh, debt burdens in all of Canada. Now. Quebec, uh, historically, Canada's poster child for bad fiscal finances, has had a higher ratio. But what's really interesting is that there's a divergence happening between Quebec and Ontario. While Ontario's situation's bad when it comes to debt, they're, they're not really doing anything to change course, anything in a meaningful way that's going to re- reverse or reduce the debt burden. Meanwhile, next door in Quebec, the government there is taking the problem seriously, where their debt to GDP ratio hovers at about 50%, which is astronomically high for a subnational government. They are taking steps to produce a plan to make that ratio fall. And in fact, over the next little while, the next three or four years, the Quebec government now is, 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 is projecting its ratio to fall to 40%. That's a dramatic reduction in the debt-to-GDP ratio, obviously, at 40%, that's still very high, but at least the government there has put forth a credible plan to start reducing the debt burden. We don't, yeah, see, but that. Then we don't be... see that in Ontario. We just see a lot of talk about how the government wants to bring the ratio down, but there's no action in terms of an, a plan laid out that will get us uh, that ratio uh, down to something more manageable. But in Quebec, they're just going to get down to where we at now are at now. Exactly. So it's not. I wouldn't. If I was in Quebec, I wouldn't be celebrating. Uh, but I certainly wouldn't be popping. You know, the the cork on the champagne in, in Ontario either, right? Because well, at least in Quebec, there's a plan to start reducing the debt, and they're going to head down to 40% in, in due course. And there's further plans to to bring the ratio down. The government understands it's a problem, but meanwhile in Ontario, there is no plan. Well, well, the government's going to be, uh, you know, uh, patting itself on the back for balancing the budget. That debt to GDP ratio is going to continue to hover around 40%. It's not going to move at all. So at least there's a plan to do something in in, in Quebec. By by no stretch of the imagination are they um, the the gold standard to follow. But uh, but but it's a really interesting. Uh, case study in two provinces that are very heavily uh, burdened by government debt, but both taking different uh, courses of action in response. Okay. Uh, So people out there, what do you think this says about the government's management of our finances? The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free. 1-866-744-740. I'm on with Charles Lamam with the Fraser Institute. He's talking about his new study, which shows that the Ontario government will be adding $9 billion to the debt, despite balancing the books 
for the year. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about this government's management of our finances, uh, a lot of criticism of moves like privatizing part of uh, hydro uh, in order to, you know, get some cash. Uh, want to know what you think? The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And um, Charles LeMam, do you have an overall uh, take on this government's management of our um, our money? Well, sure. Um, if we look at this administration, the Wynn government, compared to the previous government, the McGinty government, they're doing things marginally better in terms of <laughs> starting to slow down the rate of growth of government spending, but it's still continuing to increase. You know, really, there was a spendthrift period in Ontario uh, previous to the Wynn government, but, they're continu- but the current government, while it's slowing the growth rate in spending, spending continues to increase. So really, the, I think the, the major marker is what is the government now going to do? What is the plan going forward? And, you know, if we continue down the path of adding more debt, Again, those interest payments are, are, are something that we can avoid. They're going to take more resources out of the government's budget, which means less going to the things that we care about. In fact, the government's budget last year, the 2016 budget, had said that interest payments on government debt is the fastest growing budget item in Ontario. Let me say that again. Interest payments are growing at a faster rate than all other types of spending. That's faster than education, faster than faster than healthcare spending, faster than overall government spending. We're seeing uh, interest payments take a bigger and bigger bite out of the government's resources, and nobody wants that. And and the- and, and uh, another question hovering over all of us is is what's going to happen if interest rates rise? They're historically exactly. low so now. This is, this is an excellent point, Libby. This is all happening in a period where interest rates are historic lows. There's a concern and 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 and, and a real one actually that interest rates may start to creep up, and when you continue to add debt and the interest you pay on the debt, the rate goes up, that's going to mean higher interest payments even further. And look, there's an enormous amount of uncertainty that gets created in a, in, a, in a jurisdiction when governments are running persistent deficits and racking up debt. Investors, you know, businesses, individuals, households, they worry. What does this mean about the future tax bill? Because you know, you have to pay back the, the debt that the government borrows. I mean, Ontario taxpayers are going to be responsible for this. And if they don't see an end in sight, there's the concern that we're going to see higher taxes coming down the pipeline. And you talked a bit about some of the revenue measures that the government is undertaking. It needs to be able to sustain all this debt. And that really means eventually we're going to see higher taxes already uh, in, a, sorry, in addition to what we've already seen in the province. Okay, let's uh, take a call from uh, Jerry in Burlington. We have time for one call. Hi, Jerry. Hi, how are you doing? Fine, how are you? Good, good. I um, have one question, and that is concerning the sale of hydro, because that is a one-time thing. Yep. Mm -hmm. Once we sell the hydro, that's it, basically. Which budget is it going to affect, the operational or the, the other one with infrastructure and so forth? The, the question is, sorry, the answer is both. That's an excellent question. So by having a one-time uh, jolt to government revenues from the sale of an asset, that, that is really putting into question whether this is a sustainable, uh, balanced budget. And that's one of the reasons why the government's fa- uh, fiscal watchdog has voiced concerns about the government falling back 
into a de- in a, into an operating deficit. We have to remember that having a one-time uh, windfall as, as as households, if we win, you know, if we win, you know, whatever, ten thousand dollars a year, and we don't have that money coming in uh, in the following year, we have to base our spending not on the one-time windfall but on the persistent uh, revenue that we get, our incomes. And so my concern is that while that may help the government's uh, uh, books in, in, in the period in which they realize the sale, it's going to do nothing to have a sustainable budget in the future. And really that's where you know, questions about what the government's spending on come, come into play. It's really important that the government is spending at a level that's within its long-term means. And unfortunately, you know, we haven't seen that uh, in Ontario for many years. We need a government that is going to uh, have spending levels that are not exceeding the revenues that allow. And, and by simply trying to increase their revenues, there's, there's, there are consequences to that. Well, exactly. Uh, right? They, are, they uh, are trying to uh, downplay the, the numbers by uh, introducing this, the, the, these, uh, I don't know how many billions of dollars, but it's just an injection. It's just a one-time yeah. thing, right? You're absolutely yeah. right, Jerry. And then when yeah. the asset is sold, the asset is sold. That's right. <laughs> Thank you very much for your call. Thank you. Okay. And uh, that is all the time we have for this segment. Thank you for enlightening us on that. Charles Lamam, study co-author and director of fiscal studies at the Fraser Institute. Thanks, Olivia. It's been a pleasure. Okay. Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.